All right, back again. Sad boy hours <laughs> episode for one half of this podcast right now. <laughs> um, so I was we were talking. I was talking with Darsh a little bit beforehand. I'm sure he's just so unbelievably excited inside, and he also. I mean, even though the hit on Devonte Adams was uh, from Jimmy Ward, it was a little suspect. It would just kind of made me a little upset because from the guy that won the game, he's kind of. Uh, what what's the word not cherry like kind of nitpicking the game it's like easy guy you already won it hurts enough you know what i mean you just said that like Devonte adams like that hit made you mad but it's like okay you won the game he came back in the game like two plays later and chill out <laughs> but also yeah. what i'm gonna say is i'm starting to realize that everything that i know and want to believe is slowly dwindling away and becoming not very true because <laughs> the washington football team got stomped on by the bills the new york football giants lose um young hoi young hoi ku they lose by his game-winning field goal and also the san francisco 49ers have they're a good football team okay but compared to the 2019 team there's just like we were talking about last week with lacking of energy you know what i mean i think the 49ers they just don't have that I just don't feel that special pizzazz per se anymore. I don't know. There's just something about slow starts. Like from their, la- I don't know if you caught the Eagles game or if you, you obviously watch Sunday night football, but you can't get down. Well, we didn't really get down to the Eagles, but you can't have consecutive. Like, I don't know. You just can't start not- slow. Yeah. You just can't start slow, especially yeah. in the NFC and in your division. And you can't get down 17-0 against the former MVP and expect to come back and win a ball game, even though you're right there to do it. You can't do those types of things. And I know it's really tough when you don't have a secondary. And it seems like Kwan Williams, like we're relying right now on a rookie that just played at Oregon last year, but relying heavily on him to understand everything going on. And you can't be too mad at him when he's messing up. Like that one, the game ultimately came down to the besides the intentional spike fumble fumble spike that's what i'm going to call it besides that you uh the game came was it uh marquez valdez they caught the ball in the back of the end zone on the kind of blown coverage where diamador was supposed to be playing a little bit more deep in his zone coverage and um aaron just threw it right over the top of him for a touchdown was that right is that right yeah that's what the game was because wasn't that a third down I forget what it was. There was that was a crucial. Play. That was no. Well, the one that the one that Jimmy fumble spiked on. We only kicked a field goal. Yes, we didn't so score that's a big time too. That's yeah, a big time. We, we only kicked a field. But when we got the ball back after that, the, we then we scored. But the fumble spike led to a field goal, which ultimately, you know, later on down the road, you know, that field goal ended up letting us be able to kick the field goal to win the game. So mm-hmm. either way, we were we we were put into a good position. With that, and you know, I mean, like, kind of going back to what you said a little bit earlier, you're like, in the moment that hit, you know, he goes down, the camera goes at him, and he's like struggling. You know what I mean? Like, that's like in the moment, like, your best player on the team. Yeah. And I mean, I'll get into this a little bit later, but like, the Packers are incredibly one dimensional when it comes to Devontae Adams. If he's in the game, he's, or if he's in the game, he's getting the ball pretty much uh, 90%. I think that's his target share right now. He got 90% of, it's not really 90%, it's like, 
I think 28 targets total and he got 20 of them or something like that. Yeah. Uh, something crazy number like that. Uh, I'd have to check it, but we're incredibly one dimensional when it comes to that. And so when your best player gets, uh, I mean, ultimately in the post game conference, he said that he just got the wind knocked out of him. Uh, but in the moment you don't see that he got the wind knocked out yeah. of him. based off the angle, everything that they're saying, you know, it's, it looked like he got knocked out exactly. So in the moment, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm fucking pissed and I have every right to be fucking pissed. <laughs> so, uh, you know, after the game, after the game, and he, he, you know, it wasn't until I actually like sat down and like watched his post game conference and he was like, oh yeah, I just got the wind knocked out of me. I was just like, oh, okay, I don't have to be pissed. I'm like, all right, yeah, you know, it's just football, you know, he, he got hit in the, he got hit in the chest and just got the wind knocked out of him a little bit. But yeah, just the way that it, the way that it looked, the way that the angles were, it was like, yeah, that was a, the way it looked was like a, like a Thomas Davis hit. I don't know if you're, fam- if you uh familiar with Thomas Davis, but like Thomas Davis, like incredible defensive player, but like the master craft of like dirty hits. And like, that was like a Thomas Davis hit. I'm not saying Jimmy Ward's a dirty player by any means. I'm just saying that like the way that he came at and attacked, uh, attacked, uh, Devonte Adams from you know that that yeah. point of angle, it was definitely going towards the head, mm-hmm. and that's what Thomas Davis was like incredibly good at uh, for the Panthers. And I think I think he uh, he might still be playing, or if he's not, or he I think he was on the Raiders at one point. So it was just it was just brutal, disgusting. What what did I text you? I texted you. I hate Wisconsin and cheese. Yeah. <laughs> All the cheese. Yeah. And then you said, what did you say? Something. About, I said, I hope, I hope uh, Jimmy Ward, Jimmy Ward um, has gets dumped in a big pile of their moldiest cheese. Yeah. <laughs> no, dude, I was fucking Jimmy pissed, Ward jump into gigantic pot of Wisconsin's moldiest cheese. <laughs> Classic. That's cool uh, right there. I hate Jimmy <laughs> Ward with every fiber of my being. <laughs> Dude, hundred percent, bro. That was like right. At, I think that was was that after the game. Oh yeah, it was right. Oh, after okay, the after the game. Yeah. It's so the yeah, funniest thing ever. Okay, I have a couple questions for you, just really quick. When Kyle used check scores, happy or sad? When he scores, happy for the game of football, seeing those fullbacks involved, sad because it was on the Packers. Really? Interesting. So you weren't like, wow, you gave us 40 seconds with the MVP. Oh, you're you're talking about that? Uh, Yeah. I I, I guess like overall, based off the context of that game, he scores. I'm like, oh, crap. You you know, the Packers wasted all their timeouts. Uh, You know, one on a spiteful Matt LaFleur, you know, is, uh, you know, he calls for a replay just out of spite, not even because the, you know, there was actually something there. I think Mohamed's knew like, you see him you throw know, it on the ground, he, like a little baby. Yeah. He was out of spite. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Full of motion. Like it was based off that play, uh, that previous play where Eric Stokes got called for defensive pass interference. When he I think didn't. he just like when, yeah, he just like, he like tapped he the like guy's shoulder or something. Him. Yeah. Something like that. It wasn't even a big deal. No. So, something like that happened. And then, like, the next play, very next play, Mohamed Sanu goes back and, like, he kind of uses the ground a little bit to, like, create a little bit of leverage. I, I don't know what it was. Maybe it looked like it, it was. Yeah, I thought I thought he caught it, but I thought, like, based off the angle, 
or maybe like what Matt LaFleur might have seen off the replay was that, oh, it knocked out. So he thought there might have been. So he just goes up and it was like at that point he was out of spite. So we wasted timeouts all across the board thinking that we just had to hold on to the lead. And then, oh, crap, you know, 40, 37 seconds left, whatever, or no. 40 seconds left and Kyle Ustrick scores. I'm like, Oh crap. Now we have no timeouts. We're most likely going to get the ball at 25 yard line. And it's pretty much going to be, you know, huck it up. See, see, see if we can pick up some yards. And that plan and, works pretty well. Hey, <laughs> hey it worked out. <laughs> when you texted me, Hey, fucking George Kittle's out there somewhere. I was flame broiled. Like <laughs> I was absolutely flamed at that text because it was an actual low-key dot. It's just Jair Alexander runs a 3-9-40 across the field. <laughs> catches it. Like, are you kidding me? They almost hit it. That was the same play that we hit you with two years ago on Sunday Night Football. Except Dude. Jair recognized it and ran, channeled his Eon, inner Deion Sanders and ran across the let field. Me, let me tell you something about that game outside of, outside of you know, uh, Kyle Yushek scoring. Let me just tell you one thing about that game that I was incredibly surprised with. One... Uh, the Packers actually got pressure, and they were actually getting sacks. It's so much that pressure. We got we got ten QB hits on Jimmy Garoppolo, and Jimmy Garoppolo has never been hit that many times in a game before. It's just like it's not never happened to him in his career. He's always had great O lines and fifty one. Uh, game flow has always been one. Uh, fifty one. Is it Preston Smith? No. Uh, shoot, we got a new guy. It's not Chris Barnes. I don't know. One year guy. One. Uh, is it Rashawn? No, Rashawn Gary. He's good. He's uh he wears fifty two. Yeah, he wears fifty two. Yeah, Chris Barnes, but he got he got knocked out of the game in the first quarter. Or, or I might I might be. You might be thinking of Abraham or 50, I think it's Rashawn Gary that was messing stuff up. Fifty two. Uh, yeah, 52 it was one of those guys Gary. in the fifties. I was like, Jesus. My dad was like, Oh my god, who are these guys? You don't even have Sedarius Smith. Like no, yeah, we didn't have Zedarius Smith. We had Kenny Clark. I mean, on a on a handful of plays, Kenny Clark was just blowing up your center, like right off the right off the top. And I was like, what the heck? Like I was just you know like one. We got pressures on the quarterback. That's like not a thing. It hasn't been a thing for a minute now. And with our best player on defense, uh, Zedarius Smith out, or best pass rusher on defense out. Uh, you know, I wasn't expecting that. You know, I was yeah. expecting the game flow completely to go the other way. And then two picks, turnovers. That's not been a part of the Packers game, pack, at least defensively, for years and years and years and years. I think we had only like six turnovers the entire game, uh, entire season last year. You know, it's just like not a thing when it comes to the Green Bay Packers. So the fact that we got two of those, one, you know, we could we could talk. Maybe it shouldn't have been. You know, we could talk about that, but definitely one interception, great play recognition by Jair Alexander. I honestly didn't recognize that, you know, something that had, uh, that Kyle had ran, ran before. Uh, but yeah, it just was not expecting that. You know, when uh, the 49ers actually opened up the third quarter and, you know, they doubled up the way that they opened it up. I was expecting the game to be a lot more like that pretty much the entire way where Kyle is literally just taking the entire playbook and just emptying it out. You know what I mean? Like he's pulling out all the plays, you know, incorporating different, you know, incorporating different people moving across the board to free up and create those uh, schematically, you know, schematically open up 
guys for the big play down the road. So things like where, you know, kill is open for like that 50, 60 yard bomb or whatever, or the way that Brandon Ayuk, I was, I was really impressed by Brandon Ayuk. The fact that, you know, he was going toe to toe with Jair and he actually got a touchdown off Jair. Uh, And that's like, yeah, he completely tossed him. And that's like something that wasn't a thing, you know, previously, you know, like, so I was expecting a little bit more like that. You know, I was, I was pleasantly surprised that it didn't go that route. Uh, you know, the fact that the Packers defense actually played well, you know, and played incredibly physical mm. through and through uh, from opening opening quarter till, you know, the final, you know, before the final 37 seconds. Uh, you know, I was impressed. And we we held we held Jimmy, not just Jimmy. Well, yeah, pretty much just Jimmy. We held Jimmy and, you know, the offense to the end of the second quarter, you guys had like eight straight plays, eight or nine straight plays at the goal line, basically, or in the red zone or something. And then, you know, and then Shanahan's like, all right, you know, fuck it. Let me just throw out Trey Lance. And then what are we doing here? Yeah. Let me just throw out Trey Lance. And then uh, Eric Stokes gets bodied by Trent Williams. Yeah. <laughs> I don't when, know if you saw that. <laughs> when, when, uh, when Trey Lance comes on the field, defensive coordinators look like that Zach Galifianakis meme. With all the number signs and stuff, yeah. <laughs> because like they you don't no, know what we, don't know I mean. What like you, I mean, it was it was completely brilliant too. I mean, like I mean, in hindsight, it's like okay, dude, come on, like three out, you know, leave the option, at least put some guy over there to cover, you know, at least. But it's like, you know, from a brilliant standpoint, it's like okay, he had three out wide, you know, out, out wide to the right, and so pretty much like the entire left is open. There's not a whole lot of activity. So everyone's thinking like, oh, it's going to be a drawn up pass. He's going to rush right because that's where the mo- he's going to rush right because that's where the protection is. So the, like the defense in that situation is like, okay, let's put more guys off to the right or their left, but basically on the right hand side, because that's where he's going to run to because that's where the protection is. Shannon's like, no, fuck that. <laughs> We're going to bring, I think, I don't know who was uh, with him in the backfield. Maybe it was Kittle. Uh, but we're going to make him go left. We're going to bring that around. Or no, Kittle was actually out right. So it was probably a use check or someone. And we're going to bring that protection on through. And, you know, just yeah, it was, uh, crazy. It was just a numbers game. At that yeah, point. poor Eric Stokes had to go 1v1 with Trent Williams and he got, got bodied. Yeah, that was bad. But so overall, you, you, what was your confidence level when you had 37 seconds left with no timeouts? Um, honestly, like a three or four. I was like 37 seconds left for me to ball it. Yeah, three or four out of 10. Wow. Um, because 37 seconds left, no timeouts. With timeouts, I would have been like, all right, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to do it. With timeouts, even like one. The game. Uh-huh. I had zero faith we were going to win the football game. You had zero faith. So you had 100% I knew, confidence. I knew we were going to lose the game. <laughs> wow. That's... Like I was a hunt. Like as soon as we scored a touchdown, I got mm-hmm. up and was like, wow. We you really just lost the game. Lost the game. I had zero I, faith in the defense to stop Devonte or whoever it was going to be Lazar, Scantling, anybody, even Robert Tanyan. Like, I had zero faith that anything was going to happen, anything positive was going to happen for the defense. Literally, you know, you're having an issue when D'Amico Ryan's on the sideline is celebrating. Yeah, when Devonte Adams drops a first down pass, like that should not count as a stop for you. We gave up a first down, and it was just Devontae Adams dropped the ball. You shouldn't really be celebrating that. Like, 
you need to dial something up to where it's like it's a legit and complete pass. And then you can be like, dude, that's the right play call. But if a guy, if the other team is giving you the turnover on downs, that should not be something that you're like happy about. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, you're talking about earlier in the game, not on that drive, though, right? No, I'm talking about yeah. earlier in the game. We yeah. stop in the second half after because we scored our touchdown. Then we stopped you guys, I think, and then we yeah. got the ball back. But then we ended up going like three and out. But after- yeah, you guys, you guys scored almost like 21 or 24 unanswered points or something, something crazy like that. Yeah, uh, yeah, you guys completely, you know. The ball was our uh, momentum was completely on your side for but you know at least is, a quarter. Yeah, you know what myth is busted though is you have to have a good running back. Like good running back is key. I'm not saying that Trey Sermon isn't bad or anything. It's just Raheem Mostert, an explosive fast guy like that, makes th- a tremendous amount of difference in that offense. Yeah, it's a guy a who can. It's an yeah, absolute game changer. Hundred percent in uh in the Shanahan offense, a guy who can cut to the outside. Like we're talking in a matter of like two seconds, you know, who can get to the outside where the protection is, or you know, <laughs> in certain cases, if the protection is not there, guy who can get there quick. Uh, that's ultimately like what makes the run game go. And Raheem Mostert, he's an explosive guy; he can get outside, you know. And for a couple of years there, you guys had uh, shoot, I forgot his name. What's his name? What Trey Sermon? Uh, no. Uh, before Raheem Mostert, who was the other guy? Uh, yeah, Elijah. Elijah does it well. No, 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 not this year. Two, like two years ago. Oh, shit. oh Matt Breida. Matt Breida. Matt Breida. Yeah, he's savvy. an explosive guy. Yeah, he he's an explosive play guy. For the he build, can get out. I think. Yeah. Well, yeah. He's like he's like their third stringer. But, but I mean, we it's could crazy. use him right now. <laughs> it's it's nuts. But yeah, Matt Breida. Like he's he was a guy. You know, get he could get it to the outside extremely quick. You know, in between left tackles, I think. Uh, in between the in between tackles too, like he get there. Uh, but even a Wayne I think that was, right now would be fantastic. Just yeah, I think that's just what you're missing with Trey Sermon. I don't know if it's due to his inexperience or you know maybe he's just getting his feet wet, not fully comfortable there, uh, just quite yet. But yeah. But last thing on the Niners, pass rush was not there, and also like you already alluded to, Jimmy had one and a half seconds to throw the ball each play. And you can't do that. Player of the game for me, Debo Samuel, for sure. He took some balls from your guys' DBs. It was like, my ball, not your ball. And that, yeah, was like, that showed me true uh, wide receiver one stuff right there. Like, he took yeah, the ball from on, Jair. Against Jair, too. Yeah. yeah. Like, that was that's nuts. big boy stuff. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, no, Jair's hand was like, he had the, he, like, Debo was like right there, you know, like classic yeah. NFL receiver catching position. And Jair's hand was wedged in between it. So, like, that should not have been a catch. <laughs> no, I know. And he, you know, Debo just ripped it away, kind of came away with it. So mm-hmm. I was, uh, I was incredibly surprised by that. Right. Um, should we get into some factor cap? Uh, yeah, just one. Game. Yeah. So one last thing say? about the Packers. One last thing about the Packers, uh, kind of going in, this was, this was like the gut check game. This was yep. uh, kind of like a pulse check for the Packers as far as like figuring out like, okay, can the Packers kind of go in and defeat, of more physical team. Can, can we go in and play physical? Mm-hmm. And that is something that regardless of, you know, the fact that, yeah, uh, 49ers had injuries on the secondary, you know, that they had but injuries. It's not an excuse at this but point. It's, you know it's I mean? not the, 
Well, it's not an excuse, but what I'm saying is that when I mean by physical, I mean physical between the line of scrimmage. You know what I mean? Like between the tackles, between the uh, defensive ends, that's where the Packers have sorely, sorely, sorely missed within the past couple, last three years, I want to say. So this was a gut check game for uh, the ability to like put out a third string left tackle and go toe to toe, obviously with a little help, but go toe to toe with like one of the best edge rushers in the entire game. I mean, Nick Bosa got, or he definitely got help. You know, he definitely got chip blocked by a couple of a couple of tight ends here or there. Um, but there was definitely some assistance. But I'm still saying that a left tackle going third string left tackle going toe to toe with one of the best edge rushers in the game, and then on top of that, you have guys like Eric Armstead and so on and so forth, right? Uh, on or for the uh, for the Niners, where it's like, okay. The, those aren't those aren't just like guys push over guys, you know what I mean? So this was a gut check game, and if the backers continue playing like this, it definitely gives me a lot more confidence. If down the road the Packers have to play a team, a, a brutal physical team like the Bucks or even the Rams down the road, if they have to go against each other, whatever it is, it gives me a lot more confidence going in going into those types of matchups. So I agree. So. Do you have any, you have any uh, really quick surprises from last week before we do factor cap? Mm, uh, like surprises overall, games, yeah, like players. Yeah, surprise game that you weren't expecting. I was uh, not so, expecting the Seahawks to lose. Uh, probably the Ravens-Lions game. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, I mean, Seahawks to lose. One. That's just yeah. a tucker. He's a savage. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, Seahawks-Lions, I was not expecting the Seahawks to lose that either. Uh, the fact that the Vikings – or sorry, Seahawks, Vikings. I was not expecting the Seahawks to lose. The fact that the Vikings won that game, the way that they won that game completely. Uh, I think that the Seahawks have a lot of question marks on defense. They completely got destroyed. Um, or that defense was completely, you know, just kind of tossed around. And I mean, like you paid Jamal Adams a lot of money. Okay. You paid Jamal Adams a lot of money. And for him, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not saying that like, you know, it's entirely on Jamal Adams. Uh, you know, defensively, but I'm saying that, you know, the Seahawks gave up a lot of big runs to the outside and, you know, Alexander Madison, he's not even their number one guy. He's a talented running back hundred uh, percent. That game, that game definitely proved it. But the fact that he was getting to the secondary and he almost met no resistance. And I think that falls on Jamal Adams just based off of how Jamal Adams is being played yeah. uh, on that Seahawks defense. So paying a lot of money to uh, not come up with some stops there. So. I know. I was surprised by that. Ravens Lions is probably the game that surprised me the most. I was expecting yeah. the Lions to be completely destroyed. The fact that they hung in there, the way that they hung in there, and the fact that they actually had the lead until Lamar Jackson, uh, you know, pulled a fourth and one out of his butt. You know? Yeah, fourth. So uh, I was not expecting that. That was probably a surprise. Yeah. What was I? We were. When we did bold predictions, I don't remember if I wrote it down, but didn't I say that Justin Herbert, we're going to see the best Justin Herbert? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you were really high on, uh, I mean, we're all, I feel like you and I are both really high on the Chargers, but I remember you saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Because he had the best, he had like, did he have four touchdowns? I think he had four, three or four touchdowns and he balled out. And I don't know, is it a new king in the West? They almost blew that lead, man. They yeah. almost blew that lead. And well, it was, it was this definitely cut it close for the Chargers. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But yeah, he had a, you know, 26, 38, uh, 281 yards, four touchdowns. And the run game hasn't been as efficient. And I think uh, Brandon Staley, 
Brand Staley said something the other day. Uh, something along the lines is like, we don't need the run game. The run game doesn't create the offense. The offense creates the run game, which is kind of inverse from like, you know, the Sean McVay tree, the, you know, obviously like that entire, I mean, like he's, he's not an offense, but he's a defense about a coach, uh, mind you, but just the fact that it's such a pull away from yeah. like the offensive schemes that he's been around, you know, the, mm-hmm. in practice day to day, like, you know, he was going against those guys that be- strongly believed in the run game and to see it kind of, you know, he didn't, you know, he doesn't see it the same way. It's kind of interesting. I just thought, so. Yeah. All right, let's get in. You give me some factor caps. We'll do it. And then I'll give you a couple too. All right. Sounds good. Give me. Because I am completely dumbfounded by some of the stuff that has happened so far this season. <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's been a crazy season so uh, so far. I feel like I feel like every week we're hearing something about like a parlay that someone's put in like one of those free bets. Yeah. And like it's going to pay out a you know, a metric ton of money just based off of, you know, so many upsets, but yeah, let's get into it. <clears throat> so factor cap, uh, a couple of things that I found over on Twitter, uh, based off of Sunday and Monday's performances, the 2021 quarterbacks. So the quarterbacks, Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones, Zach Wilson, and then I guess you could throw in Davis Mill are all crap. Mac Jones, 79 QBR, one pick. Uh, one pick six against the Saints and then three picks overall. Trevor Lawrence, 60.3 QBR and seven picks total. Zach Wilson, 51.6 QBR and seven picks total. Fact or cap, Kellen, are the 2021 quarterbacks crap? Cap. I don't, I think that they just need time. They're not, they just need time. Right now, absolute garbage trash. But I think that they're going to end up being a fantastic class. They just, this is going to take time. Do you think? What do you think? Uh, I, I'm all on the same page. I think that's I think that's 100% cap. These guys do need a lot more time to. Uh, uh, these guys do need a lot more time to get adjusted into their system. Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, they're in terrible situations. We know the Jets and Jaguars aren't all there. Uh, Jets are benefiting probably from what I would say is better coach, uh, defense amount of coach. And then offensively, you you know you have uh, you have Mike Lafleur, uh, Matt Lafleur's brother. So and he's a first time coordinator. So but he's also the one calling the plays. And I think Zach Wilson just needs to build confidence. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, he's not only having to learn, uh, you know, an NFL system for the very first time, um, you know, as any of the other rookies, but he's also having to deal with a coach that is also learning the NFL for the very first time. So you're you're dealing with a rookie coach and a rookie. Uh, you know, being a rookie quarterback. So I, I give him a lot of benefit there. Uh, the picks is the only thing that, oh, Mac Jones is obviously best situation. He's with the Patriots. Uh, doesn't probably have like the most resourceful. He probably doesn't have like the best players compared to like someone like Trevor Lawrence, you know, I'd take DJ Chark over Jacoby Myers any given day. Oh, yeah. Um, but, you know, Mac Jones, you know, he's in the best situation. And I think that uh, it just reflects in his stats. I think the only thing that says uh, about that, the only thing I would say uh, other than that is they just need time. I think a uh, different situation. I think it might be a different story next time around. So, all right. So we also, uh, we also have Monday's performance. So Nick Sirianni is ruining the Eagles offense. They only attempted three rushes all night against the Cowboys. Factor cap, Kellen. I, yeah. I'm not sold on him. Every time he speaks in a press conference, I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I don't know. As long as you got Jalen Hurts, I mean, that at least adds some type of a running dimension to it, but I don't know, dude. The Eagles, 
I feel like they have pieces to be competitive and I don't know that that I couldn't I couldn't watch that Cowboys Eagle game. It got bad after I mean after because it was seven to seven, right? Like Fletcher got a touchdown, Cox. But it was kind of brutal. The Cowboys surprising. They there's a couple teams out there that are just they give me the like the Cowboys and also kind of the Rams. Though those teams have what the Niners had in 2019, I feel like. Like they have just kind of that swag about them that it's special. And because the Cowboys, I don't know. I feel bad to talking crap to Jared because the Cowboys are actually looking nice. It's crazy. <laughs> it's so strange. I think, no, it's, I, yeah, I think it's actually, facts, think that, you think it's facts. I honestly say I'm kind of on the same boat. Uh, I think I, I, I'm kind of on the same boat when it comes to the Cowboys. I, I definitely think the Cowboys are a better team. So I think the game flow got away from Nick Sirianni. So I'm going to say Cap and uh, Nick Sirianni. He's the rookie head coach. Yeah. Coming into this, I think he doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And I feel like he just has like a weird, kind of like a little like offness to him. Like he, he just kind of, he's just kind of like an off dude, you know, like he's probably not like a, I mean, not saying like the, that there is a normal, but like he definitely comes <laughs> off a little bit off, you know what I mean? Like, but Rock I feel like, scissors. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like this guy, you know, he, he needs a little bit more time, especially with Jalen Hurts. He didn't give Jalen Hurts a whole lot of confidence yeah. coming into the season. Now, you know, now like games on the line, you're trying to fight back into a game and now you're, you know, having him throw, like, I think he ended up throwing like 40 different, 40, 40 times that game. Jesus. Like, something like that. And it's just like, you know, you didn't give the guy, oh uh, yeah, almost 40 times, 39 times. Hey, you, you didn't give the guy a whole lot of confidence uh, before. And now you're expecting yeah. like the world out of him. And it's like, he's got things to figure out. So I'm going to say cap right now. I think it's too early to say, uh, he's ruining the Eagles or he's destroying the franchise. I think it's too early to say any of that. He rookie coach, the game plan got away from him. Uh, if it would have been a little bit more controlled, we would have seen a little bit more rushes, but all right, this one, this one's actually, I might say this for later. I'll save this one for later, but all right. The Broncos are the real deal and will win their division. Factor cap killing. Are they the best team in the AFC West right now? Okay. Win their division. Negatory. That's impossible. That's AFC West, best division in the AFC. It's contender for sure. Because we, what do we got? Two undefeated teams and then the Chargers and Chiefs. Yeah. And then the Chiefs are, Chiefs are the worst team in the AFC West. Yeah, that, that, that won't last long. That won't <laughs> last long. That's like the Dodgers being in last place the first week of the MLB season. Like they'll end up winning the division probably. But, um, yeah, I think that that's a bunch of cap. They could, I could see them, I could see the Raiders in the cellar potentially, but I just don't see anybody. They can't leap. I don't think they can beat like Patrick Mahomes. They could have the worst team around him. I just have faith that he can pull. He, you can, he'll, I, he's going to be one of those dudes that I don't think he's going to have. Like he's going to be Russell Wilson. He doesn't have a too many losing records just because of his ability and skill level. You know what I mean? I think. They could potentially get third place. That's my ceiling for them this year. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm 100 percent on the same page. I think that's absolute cap. Uh, I think uh, you know, based off how the Chargers played uh, against the Chiefs, I think later on the season when they face against each other, uh, when they face each other again, I think it might be a little bit different story. But the way that the char- uh, with the way that the Chargers played against the Chiefs, I, they're my pick, and they were they were my pick uh, to win that division. I think 
you know, if they continue playing the way that they are, they continue to gel offensively and grow defensively a little bit more. Uh, Brian Staley, again, coming over from the Rams. I think that they are going to be a contender to win or they are pretty much a lock to win that division outright. So the Broncos, are they the real deal? Well, who are they faced? Uh, they faced the Jets, right? Or three. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they faced the Jets last. Yeah. Basically all Owen threes. Uh, they faced the Jets last week. Uh, 26, nothing. Uh, they faced the Jaguars the week before 23, 13. And then the giants the week before that 27, 13 toughest test. I think. Yeah. Giants, probably the toughest test there, especially since, uh, you know, Jaguars probably not putting up too much of a fight. The Jets, that was week not. one, right? Yeah. was a uh, Broncos Jet- giants was uh, yeah, that, that's a t- that, that, that loss is going to age well for the giants. Yeah. At least I, I think it's a, I think it's a little too early to say that they're the real deal. I think, uh, you know, their upcoming four games, uh, four games here, they fa- they go against the Ravens, followed up with the Steelers, the Raiders, and the Browns. So at least three of those four games are good tests for exactly where are the Broncos? You know, are they are, are they going to be able to compete? So, mm-hmm. all right. What's the, then, what's the remainder of their schedule? Uh, I'm just saying the next four. Oh, yeah, the they Broncos, they're going to the lose Ravens. this week, though. I have a good feeling. Yeah, against the Ravens, uh, Steelers, the Raiders, and the Browns are the next four weeks. Yeah, it's going to be a good gauge. Um, yeah, what's okay? Then, what's next one? All right, the Colts season is over after an zero and three start. Is it over for them? Is the sky falling in Indy? That's too early to say. No, that's cap. That's cap. I, there's, I think they can pull. I think they can pull Rattle out of the hat, especially. I mean. Yeah, it's going to be tough to get this upcoming week against the Dolphins, but I don't know. They have to get a dub here for sure. But at the Dolphins, that's going to be a tough game, dude. I But I, I think it's too early. They've got a good receiving core, decent running backs. I don't know. I think the defense is fine. I don't know, dude. I don't know. Uh, honestly, I'm going to say I'm going to say it's fact just because mm-hmm. they're not they're, defensively. I feel like they are they're they're what we expected defensively, yeah. like a really solid unit. They're going to have a really good schedule, you know, so on and so forth. I feel like they're exactly what everyone expected. Offensively, they, if they keep th- putting out Carson Wentz out there when he's like injured or yeah. you know, like he's not fully healthy, I feel like they're just shooting themselves in the foot. Mm-hmm. Like they, they might not realize it now, but they're not giving Carson Wentz enough time to come back from two ankle sprains. Okay, the week before against the Rams, mm-hmm. he suffered two ankle sprains, and he's basically coming out there again, ready to go. And I feel like if they're not cautious with Carson Wentz, yes, that dude wants to go out and play, and he'll you know put his body on the line. Uh, for his team. What I'm saying is that he probably shouldn't do that, especially, and the team shouldn't allow that, especially if, you know, you want to compete in January and, you know, February, you know what I mean? Like if you want to compete down the road, protect your quarterback now. And I'd take, I'd take a couple losses. If that meant, you know, week six, week seven, I'm getting Carson Wentz back and he's fully healthy. Mm Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm going to say I'm going to say it's fact right now, just based off how the Colts are scheming everything. All right, my final factor cap is it time to move on from or it's it is time to move on from Jimmy G because the Niners are just wasting Lance's time, uh, time being development time. Mm, it's tough call. I think <sighs> Jimmy wasn't the reason we lost the game. So that's what makes the decision kind of difficult to me. Like, I feel like he did fine. 
I mean, Aaron throws every once in a while. Pick really what it was more of a better play by Jair. He grinded, took us down the field at the end of the game. Help from a couple flag, flag or two, but and uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, I don't know. Trey's so dynamic during in the red zone. And I that adds such a special aspect. I don't know. That probably wouldn't get ruined if he started. Obviously, you have to. You know what I mean? Like that dynamic element of when we're in the red zone and putting him in. Like I don't know. I I just think Jimmy's not the reason why we're losing. So putting Trey Lance in. I don't know how much of a difference that would make besides adding that extra element of, yeah, you can tuck it and run, but it doesn't really matter when you have one second anyway. So if you have a read option in the line and Mike McGlinchey is already touching you because random le- right end or left end is already in the backfield, then there's no point of really putting Trey in anyway. It was pretty much Alex Mack, bro. Pretty much as soon as the ball got snapped, Alex Mack was already like covering <laughs> Jimmy G. So uh, it was kind of crazy. Yeah, um, yeah I'm going to say I, I'm going to say it's cap. Yeah. I, I don't think it's time and I don't think the Niners lost to the Packers because of uh, be- because of anything that Jimmy G did. Yeah, obviously, you know, two turnovers. Oh, fumble by spike, him. though. Get fumble out of <laughs> here. Yeah, I mean, like two turnovers by him overall. Like I would the Niners have gotten those turnovers from him before, you know, and they've won the game. So it's not like that. I think the thing, the thing that's lacking from this year's Niners in comparison to last year is just that defensive punch. I feel like you guys aren't as uh, put together as you were in the 2019. And I think that's hundred percent just due to injuries yeah. uh, from the year before and carry on and some this experience year. now. Yeah. Now some inexperience. Exactly. So I don't think Jimmy G is the reason you guys lost. Um, and I, I think that you're definitely not wasting Lance's development time because uh, I think that Lance, I mean, obviously I haven't seen enough tape of Lance. I haven't seen enough highlights and anything like that to be able to say it. But I think that the narrative around Lance has just been like, he's inaccurate and he needs time to develop into like to learn an NFL offense and be able to go end to end with it. And, you know, Shanahan pointed out in the preseason saying that, you know, uh, Lance's, like I think he said that Lance is the number one uh, player that watches film on that team or something like that. Like, you know, obviously like Lance is putting in time. What I'm seeing here overall between Jimmy and Lance is I'm, I'm, I'm thinking it's going to be a little bit more similar to how Flacco and Lamar Jackson that season back in, I think 2017, mm-hmm. 2017 season when uh, Lamar Jackson came in, and, or they drafted Lamar Jackson, 32nd overall or something like that. And Flacco started like the first eight or nine games. And then they were just at 500, right? So at that point, the Ravens were kind of like, okay, if we throw in Lamar, Lamar is going to get that time to develop and be that number one quarterback. Because at this point, we're just under 500 or just at 500. So we're not really at contention, but maybe we will be at contention if we add this other layer to our offense, if we add this yeah. growth, uh, you know. So I'm, I'm seeing it's going to be a little bit more similar to that, especially if, you know, your defensive woes don't care, don't, you know, change, I guess. Uh, if you're not able to dramatically improve one way or the other uh, defensively, I think that yeah. you know, if we're just around 500 come week eight, week nine, then I think Shanahan's going to be like, all right, let's throw in, let's throw in uh, Lance. See what happens. Maybe we'll get that goal line effect more like down the, down like the whole 
way down the field. You know what I mean? Yeah. That unpredictability, uh, that layer of, okay, what do we do? You know, <laughs> on the defensive side, like shoot, what do I, you know, yeah. like try to scheme. Yeah. So yeah. One really quick. Imagine the day Marquise Brown would have had, if he didn't drop all those passes, <laughs> he would have had about a 50 or 60 point fantasy week. If he didn't drop all those, it been yeah. crazy. He dropped like two touchdowns and a would be touchdown. And then another like deep bomb or something like that. Like he would have had like three, two or three touchdowns. That would have been crazy. Marquise Just... Brown? Yeah, Hollywood. Oh, Hollywood Brown. Okay. I was like, dude, he's not on the Niners. I'm thinking Niners. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, Hollywood Brown. I just yeah, need to take no. more deep shots. No, because you're talking about Lamar and it just like t- brought up in my head. I'm like, dude. Lamar would they, that wouldn't even have been a game if they actually would have caught some of those passes. If they would have connected, yeah, for sure. One of my factor caps. Sure. New York Giants. Done. Factor cap. Cap. Let's go. Cap. Really? Yeah, I think I, I think, think it's they're cap. getting. Yeah, what are you gonna say? I think it's cap because they're losing. I mean, let's let's just toss out the Broncos game. Okay, if we toss out the Broncos game, they're competitive against the Redskins. Sorry, Washington football team. They're competitive against the Washington football team, and they're still competitive against the Falcons. Both of those guys, Washington football team, uh, they should still be a really good defense, I think. Um, And, I mean, like, you know, yeah, you don't have Ryan Fitzpatrick, but now you have, you know, Taylor Heineke. But I think both of those teams are competing for, you know, like pretty much like last place in division at this point in time. So I think the floor for the, uh, for the giants is actually going to be second place in their division. Still. Uh, If, you know, if Washington doesn't get their stuff together, uh, I mean, they can't be blowing. Bills are the better team. And I feel like everyone expected the bills to win at least, or at least like it would be a close game, you know, tighter game. Um, But the fact that it was kind of like a blowout definitely throws out Washington a little bit. So I think, I think their season's not done. They're still going to be competitive. I think they're going to benefit from uh, they're going to benefit from an easier schedule going down, especially within their division They're I mean, they're going against the Saints next week, but then after that, they're going to have actually, no, they are not going to have an easy schedule. Nope. Yeah, they have. The Saints, Cowboys, Rams, Panthers, Chiefs, Raiders, Bucks, Eagles. Wow. Uh, yeah. Are you going to go to facts So they on could that? very real. Yeah, I kind of want to change it. <laughs> my, whole, my, whole, uh, my whole theory was that they're competing against some bottom tier teams. If and bottom tier the Falcons, in the NFC East is second place. Problem. Yeah. So. Okay. Do you think that the Washington football team can, um, I think they're 31st in defense. You think they can become a top 10 defense by the end of the year? Uh, yeah, I want to say yes, but let me see who they played so far. You want to say yes, but the play has been want- telling you no. <laughs> like, yeah, their pass rush, their pass rush has been, like a 49er. I feel like it's going to get I feel like it's going to get better. Their pass rush is going to get back going to get better. Uh they're just need they just need secondary help, I want to say. But yeah, they uh, they played the Chargers week 1. Okay. 
That's fine. And they played the Bills. The the only team on there is probably the Giants that gave them trouble. But yeah, I think they're 100 percent gonna come back to the uh, gonna gonna come back to the top ten. Uh, yeah. Play harder teams down the road, but just inner conference games here down the down the stretch. Yeah. Um. What's up? You just cut out for oh. a second. I didn't say anything. Oh, okay, sounds good. Um, do you want to get into some of the games and then be done with this sucker? Let's do it. All right. Okay. So, which games do you want to start out with first? Uh, let's start off with uh, the uh, Monday night game. Monday night game. Okay. Raiders Chargers. I'm gonna go Chargers. Gonna be getting their first L of the season. Justin Herbert, he's turning it up. He's turning that MVP race. Can't he's turning that candidate MVP candidate? He's going. That he's gonna be the MVP, dude. I'm telling you. I think that they're gonna make it to the Super Bowl. He's gonna be MVP. He's ramping it up. He's turning it up a notch, and he's going for it right now. He's the man. I don't think the Raiders really have much form, especially if Josh Jacobs isn't super healthy. I don't know. I don't know, man. Didn't Peyton Barber do okay this last week? I think he was their backup running back. Yeah, well, Peyton Barber has been taking all the snaps since um, since uh, the injury to uh, Josh Jacobs. Yeah, which has been I, I personally find it surprising because they brought in Kenya Drake. Yeah, why would you bring in Kenya Drake if you're just going to give you know 23 carries to Peyton Barber? But yeah, 23 carries. 111 yards and one touchdown for Peyton Barber. So their run game isn't really gone, but I'm still going to go with the Chargers on this one. I think they're the better team. They're better put together. Uh, Defensively, I feel like the Raiders are going to give Justin Herbert a little bit. uh, They're going to, they're going to harass him pretty much all day. I think uh, when it comes down to it, just because Max Crosby, I feel like a lot of teams uh, were, or not a lot of teams. I feel like a lot of the plays when it came down to it between the Raiders and Dolphins, I feel like, or sorry, not Raiders, <laughs> Raiders and Ravens uh, Monday night, two weeks ago. A lot of the plays came down to Max Crosby coming up clutch for them. Yeah. So Max Crosby and then Casey Hayward, former Packer. I have a lot of uh, confidence in them as well as, um, yeah, as well as Solomon Thomas and Carl Nassib. Like that front four, along with Casey Hayward in the back, it's going to give him a lot of presence. But I'm, I think it's going to come down to the wire, and Herbert's going to come away with it, with the dub. Who's who's your uh, waiver wire? Uh, I'm going to go with the. I'm going to go with waiver wire picker, waiver wire pickup on the Raiders, and I'm going to go with Henry Ruggs. I'm gonna go with Henry Ruggs. Rostered in a lot. No, he's not rostered in a lot of leagues. Let me let me pull that up. Yeah, dude. Henry for sure. Zay Jones, take a chance. Take a chance on Zay Jones. Why not? Yeah. Also, yeah. Henry Ruggs. He's oh no, he's at eighty percent rostered. What the heck? No, Zay Jones, dude. Zay Jones is our waiver wire pick. We're riding or dying with Zay. Okay, Zay Jones. I'll go with Zay Jones. Derek Carr. Yeah, I'm, I'm expecting. I'm expect. I feel like Derek Carr has had a 40 or 50 plus yard touchdown in every game that he's played, every game this season. So I feel like it's going to happen again this season. I feel like it's going to be Zay Jones. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, 
there's not too many. Oh, Cardinals Rams. Cardinals Rams. Somebody's gonna go home on uh, with their with a t- first tick on their record, dude. I'm picking the Rams. I'm Rams picking the Rams 100. I feel like uh, Rams have a better defense all through. They're gonna uh, what? Game changer though. Kyler gets out of the pocket. You over pursue on Kyler. He's gonna rush 120, 130 on you, dude, with a few touchdowns, and he's gonna do his little baby Yoda thing you're in the right. end zone. Oh, <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen. No, you're right. You're right. You're 100 right. But I'm, I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick the Rams. Uh, I'm gonna pick the Rams on this one. I feel like they're just gonna come away with it. Uh, they're just a better put together team, and I feel like I feel like Matthew Stafford has always just been lacking a good team around him, like good good player. I mean, obviously Matthew Stafford had Calvin Jones, and, but like overall, like the team hasn't quite always been up to stand. And now he's in a situation where you know he has the pieces around him, so I feel like he's just gonna execute. And I feel like uh, I'm, I'm gonna go with the Rams on this one. They're going to come away with it. I feel like it, I feel like you're right. It is going to come out to come down to how the Rams play defensively uh, against you know Kyler Murray and you know his ability to get out of the pocket and just make these insane throws. Anyways, he's <laughs> yeah, patenting the fadeaway so. in the football in football. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm going to go with Kyler and I'm going to do my bold hot take right now. My bold prediction of the week. This is going to be not only the highest scoring game of this week. I think it's going to be collectively the most points scored in a single game this season. Okay. I'm looking that is bold. I think that there's gonna be 40 pieces by each team. Okay. Rams defense gets exposed a little bit here. Okay. I, I buy it. Honestly, I buy it. 100 percent buy it because I, I feel like I feel like this is just gonna be uh, I feel like this could hundred percent be one of those games where it just pops off like the bears Rams game from like years and years ago, uh, 17, they were both like the one and two, uh, one and two in the, in the NF, NFC at least. Mm-hmm. And I feel like no one was expecting, everyone was expecting it to be like a, maybe like a 20 point game, you know, like come down to that, but it ended up being a 50 point game. So I feel like this could be that game. Uh, I would hundred percent believe it. Waiver wire pickup. Waiver wire for the Cardinals ran. Oh, dude, who's who's that little dude? That's Rondale. Is he like rostered? Rondale Moore. Is he rostered yeah. a lot? Rondale Moore. Uh, I feel like I feel like there was a lot of hype uh, around him a couple of weeks ago. So he's now sixty four percent rostered, but like the percentage change was like forty percent. Forty. Holy. He was pick, yeah. Forty percent was picked up just this past like week week or so. Dang. Let me look up top overall. For the Cardinals, I'm liking Max Williams here uh, for the for uh, for the Cardinals. Max Williams, I feel like he's going to score. Um, he doesn't really get a whole lot of targets uh, being a tight end in the Cardinals system. I feel like Kyler and uh, Cliff Kingsbury like to go over the top a lot with their wide receivers, but I feel like this is going to be one of those games where Max Williams he's going to get a fair number of targets here against the Rams, just because uh, they are. Going, they're going to need him. They're going to be covered uh, by Jalen. You know, the receivers are going to be covered. DeAndre Hopkins, AJ Green, so on and so forth. Like they're they're going to be covered by the Rams secondary. I think AJ Green's a solid pickup too, though. Yeah, AJ Green. But I feel like Max Williams here. He's probably probably a sneaky pick here. Max Williams probably good for probably good for five or so five or so targets, but definitely a touchdown. I'm feeling it. Mm -hmm. Um, 
You want to just end it on the Niners Seahawks? Yeah. Sounds All good. right, let's do it. Niners Seahawks, baby. It's going to be a solid 24 to 23 kind of game. That's how, that's how it's going to roll. Niners are going to, here's how it's going to go. Niners are going to go up 10 to zero. Okay. It's going to be like 10. We'll say it's going to be like 13 to seven going into halftime. Niners are going to score a touchdown, making it, what is that, 20 to 7? Yeah, 20 to 7. And then we'll kick a field goal. We'll be up like 23 to 7. Guess who scores three? Guess who throws three touchdowns in the fourth quarter? Your boy, Russell Wilson. Wilson. Guess who catches? Why is he my boy? I I don't claim him. (laughs) (laughs) No, he's going to throw three touchdowns to Tyler Lockett in the fourth quarter. We're going to get the ball back. We're going to go three and out. He's going to take his team down the field, kick a game winner field, game winning field goal. Okay. All right. Um, no, wait, no score two touchdowns in the fourth quarter and then kick one because that would, yeah. And then that would be 24 to 23. I just lay the whole game out for you right there. <laughs> uh, okay. I mean, I've, I feel like just with Seahawks games, like I feel like honestly with Seahawks games, like I genuinely feel like not only against not only are you going against the Seahawks, but you're also going against God. Like I feel like I feel like whatever Russell Wilson has, man, when it comes down to it, he just gets these so he has, he just has so much luck in like the fourth quarter. Like it just Christ, it, it literally has to be God. Like God yeah. working through it. I just holy crap, dude! Especially it's, against the Niners, it's just insane to me. Uh, but yeah, no, I definitely believe that. I could definitely believe a score like that, but. I think it's going to be 33 to let's go 33 to 28. So by a touchdown and I'm going to go with the 49ers just because I, I believe in the 49ers defense. Ooh. Yeah. I believe in the 49ers defense. <laughs> okay. That's what I'm saying, dude. Um, this I is believe the first in your defense think- more than I believe in the Seahawks defense. This is the first time in all gear no game that I think I'm picking against the 49ers to win a game. Yeah. I I don't think I don't think in like the time that I've known you, you've ever picked against the Niners. I just don't have faith. Even even no. in even in the Super Bowl. Well, I mean, obviously you're gonna pick the Niners in the Super Bowl. But uh well hell dude, if you make it that far, you might as well just send it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm like obviously. <laughs> but yeah, no, I don't think I've ever but yeah, no, it's crazy. But that's the games. I'm just really still drained from last week, and I think the Niners are going to be too, and it's just going to be a freaking absolute. Do you think? Do you think Jimmy is playing for? Do you think Jimmy is playing for a job this year? Not like, not like uh, obviously like his starting job, whatever. But like, are you? Are, do you think he's auditioning for a starting job somewhere else this year? Yeah. Is that like the lay of the land? Yeah. I mean, if someone sees him and they're like Washington football team, for instance, I mean, honestly, though, Tyler Heineke's not that bad. But if a team's watching Jimmy Garoppolo and we're saying we dropped a few linemen, give him a few more seconds, this guy's legit. I mean, 
that pass to George Kittle, it was pretty much, it was my, I don't know why George, I don't know why Kyle Shanahan doesn't trust him more to push down the field. We need to do that. You need to utilize Brandon Ayuk while you have him. And I think that Debo Samuel can win one B one ball, like jump balls easy, especially with George Kittle. I don't know why you're not pushing the field. Like we don't have any running backs that are explosive right now. We're need to turn into a one dimensional freaking gunslinger team. And I'll, I'll, I'll be fine with it. Like if we're throwing the ball down the field multiple times a game, multiple times a quarter, that's going to make losing a lot more fun. I think <laughs> because if you hit on those complete momentum shifts in the game, you, you need to be able to do that to match Russell Wilson, in my opinion. I don't know, but at well, the same time, yeah, I mean, like, feel, but who knows? Yeah. I mean, I feel like they've definitely let the see. I definitely feel like the Seahawks have let Russ cook. And I don't know if it's like to a detriment, you know what I mean? Because he's like constantly looking yeah, like for the steep shots now. That's facts. And like that. trying to create it, and it's just like, oh, dude, that's like, don't throw it there. But he does, <laughs> you know, he does. Right. But yeah, okay, I'll let you go to bed, my guy. Jesus, I forget that it's literally two. I mean, eleven, like two hours ahead. But yeah, yeah, right. eleven. So yeah, it's All 11. Right. All right, it's gonna be Later. a good week. Yes, it's gonna be. It's gonna be interesting. We'll see. Hopefully, I'm wrong. Hopefully, reverse psychology takes place. Yeah, yeah. but okay. I good luck against the Steelers. Wish you nothing but the best. Yeah, uh, it's not it's not like the easiest matchup, but I, I feel like the Packers can pull away. It's weird what happens when Kevin King is out of the lineup. <laughs> oh my god! Let me talk about like let me talk about like Packers Twitter real quick. They're like it's freaking disgusting, dude. Like oh, the I know. things Some that Packers team. Twitter's are, yeah, they're literally saying like maybe the Packers trainers could con- should concuss him more. So that he stays out of the lineup. I'm like, why would you even say that? That's like it's so awful. messed up. Like, what? But yeah, I'm That's like, disgusting, oh, so disgusting, dude. Yeah. But yeah, we don't accept those kind of people here at All Gear No Game. We're not like that. We don't wish injuries upon anybody. But for fantasy wire, waiver wire pickup, you want to have a fun little time here? Need a, need a running back? And Elijah Mitchell's not there? Why not use check? Why not take a chance? Why not? Take, Why not? Yeah. Everyone was expecting the game flow to go to Trey Sermon, and then Kyle Shanahan's like, "Nope, here's here's Kyle Uzcheck." Yeah, exactly. But and even Debo Samuel and stuff. Debo Samuel. I always wish yeah. Debo could be lined up as a, a running back in fantasy. <laughs> I mean, like, because he lines up in the backfield like two or three times a game sometimes. So why not? Yeah, I remember where the Packers lost pretty much like all their running backs and they had to convert Ty Montgomery from a receiver to a running back. And that was like the only year. No, actually this happened for Corderell Patterson too, but that was like the one year where like you could actually play him as both a running back and receiver in those slot positions, just because that's how they converted him. They converted him from receiver to running back. So came up. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Okay. I'll let you go to bed, my guy. I'll bring the, I'll post this tomorrow. Okay. All right. This is good. Later. Good job. Later.